passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome to your post-daily news update for Friday, November the 26th. I am John Pollock alongside Waiting. Happy Black Friday. Happy Black Friday, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I would be doing better, though, if I had a toque or a t-shirt or any number of accessories. I'm just looking for that 20% off sale that is eluding my life. And that would that would take today to another level. Do you have any answers? Well, I think you're about to have an excellent day, John, because we have a 20% off sale right now. Store.postwrestling.com, everybody. Black Friday. Everything is on sale, including hats, T-shirts from Post Wrestling. The Four the Pillars shirt. The famous post Four Pillars shirt that WH Park has infiltrated the wrestling media with. Absolutely. The wrestling adventure shirt from Martin... Bushby and Andrew Thompson, uh, Nate Milton's The Rocky Maivia Picture Show shirt. All items in the store are 20% off with code word eggs. Eggs. Take a deep breath before you type it in. Eggs. And 20% off will give you the key to happiness uh, at store.postwrestling.com. Going on all weekend long. So stop by, check out, and uh, order everything. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, doing pretty well, man. How are you? I got some snow today, light, but snow nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's time to get used to adding a few extra minutes to your start every day to clear off snow from your windows. It's it's a lot of fun. It's great being Canadian. Yep, this is the stuff everybody just craves from our, our daily news updates. Uh, but we're going to get into a few items here. Uh, a reminder, we will be back tonight at 11.15 Eastern for all members at postwrestlingcafe.com with Rewind to SmackDown. We will be reviewing SmackDown from the Greensboro Coliseum in North Carolina, as well as the taped edition of Rampage from Chicago on Wednesday night. And an interesting trivia note way is that WWE is at the Greensboro Coliseum on the anniversary of... A very significant date in the WWF Jim Crockett promotions war because in 1987 on this date, it was when uh, Jim Crockett promotions took Starcade out of Greensboro and went to Chicago and the WWF staged its first Survivor Series event to go against it the same day and the cable operators were thinking, man, this is awesome. We'll have an afternoon card. We'll have an evening card. Perfect. Wasn't perfect for Vince McMahon, who said, if you carry Starcade, you're not going to get WrestleMania next year. And everyone got scared, save for five carriers. It was pretty detrimental for the NWA slash Jim Crockett promotions. And it was a very significant day and a major power play by Vince McMahon and the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, it's a very important day in history. And, you know, maybe only one of the earlier examples of 
the type of philosophy Vince McMahon has when it comes to competition. Um, and how interesting that, you know, years later he finds himself in a, eh, in a, in a, in a, I don't need, I, I don't even know if you really called it today war, but you know, at least a, an attempt to st- stamp out the competition. So yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, uh, speaking about Vince McMahon's philosophy has been to acknowledge creations that were not his. And we saw for years, the talk of a war games and it took like Paul Levesque to install that on NXT. The fact that it's the day after Thanksgiving, you're in Greensboro. We've seen the effect Halloween Havoc has had on television numbers, like the name draws. Tonight should have been promoted as Starcade on on Fox. I I I think that would have been great. Now would have been great it, for the local market, and we have the evidence from Halloween Havoc that it means something to the audience for a nostalgic name that you could have built up tonight as it's it's something above and beyond Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, outside of like the Great American Bash, has has Vince taken some creation that hasn't been his to brand one of his shows with? They did the Great American Bash. They did that uh, like a main for, roster show, but, but then they cut it down to just the Bash. Sure, right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I personally feel like they there might still be a bit of that hang up of not wanting to to, to do it. They did do the Starcade, the house live show. events. Yeah, they did the house shows for several years. Yeah, and then beyond that, um, why why did they never use it for TV? Then I don't I don't know, but I think tonight, just given where you are, it's it's like it's a little hook that I think NXT has proven that people will tune in just based on the name of it all. Halloween Havoc has shown that. So anyway, that's coming up tonight. We'll go over the matches at the end, but we start off uh, with the news following the closing uh, sign off by Jim Ross on Dynamite Wednesday night that I will see you all in the very near future. And in fact, Jim Ross confirming on Thursday that he will be missing uh, several weeks of programming because he is undergoing radiation treatment for his skin cancer beginning on Monday. He's going to go through 22 days of radiation treatment. So he is going to be off dynamite for the foreseeable future. He is hoping to be back for the December 29th episode, the final show of the year from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, Obviously, that's going to be a wait and see to, based off of what he has to undergo. Um, so there you have it. Uh, no no news on what the broadcast team will consist of. But one thing we have seen is that it is a fairly deep bench that they have at AEW when it comes to people that they can put into that role. And I would assume, just looking at things way, that it would probably be Excalibur as the lead. And then you potentially... They, they tend to go away from the two-man team. They seem to like three or more on the desk at AEW. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could expect Taz, you know, to fill in for the role or maybe another wrestler that they want to put up there that has been, um, you know, like for me, I, I think JR's commentary like has been definitely hit or miss, but what he brings in terms of star power and, and just a familiar voice for longtime fans, I think is, is very invaluable. So maybe they would opt more for, you know, that that bigger presence to be on the announced team throughout the shows. Uh, we'll find out tonight. The Young Bucks have reportedly signed uh, new deals with AEW. Uh, this was reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that came out today and states that they are signed th- with AEW with these new deals through at least 2026. So I don't know if anyone was really looking at the Young Bucks as a uh, potentially leaving the company, but nonetheless, this um, shores them up for many, many years to come. And what's crazy about that is that 
by the time we get to 2026, I believe that uh, Nick Jackson will still only be like 37, roughly, uh, at that time. That is unbelievable. Um, not a bad spot to be in, in in this industry. I mean, considering all they've done, for the fact the fact that he's only 32 at the moment is really insane. But um, yeah, I don't think it's it's a shock to anybody. Maybe the only interesting part of this is that uh, now we kind of have a term for some of these agreements, and we would probably expect the same for some of the other executives. Uh, We're getting to that cycle where it's like all the initial deals are going to be coming due at varying points, and and that is where decisions are going to be made. Tony Khan has really hung his hat on the fact he has not had to do mass layoffs, but when certain deals come come due, is that going to play into the equation of your, your numbers game and some that might not get offered renewals and others that will, that will be an interesting part of all this. Yeah. And in particular with these two or any of the executives, I'm really curious to know, and I don't know if we'll ever find this out, but I am at least curious to know if the terms of the contract are any different from when they initially signed to what it is today. Cause obviously back then, I don't know if they knew what they were going to be doing, you know, how, how, what exactly did this executive producer role or sorry, executive vice president role entail? And what does it entail now? And what will it entail for the next five years? How and when that deal was signed, Way, you didn't have the, the television renewal that you got in January of last year. Mm-hmm. And they've been a big part of it. Like, I, w- I would certainly be ones that, you know, would I think you could make a strong argument for um, a significant increase for the main players that have got you to this point that have and are getting are going to be key contributors when it comes to this next round of negotiations over the next few years. Right. Um, and. Are the Bucks, you know, like looking at projections about what what uh you know the Premier League is, is gaining right now in terms of like uh, contracts? Are they making their own predictions about like how much the AEW will be making in terms of uh, TV money in a few years? I would hope so. I would hope so that they they would know that they what their worth is and are doing that sort of research. But yeah, I, I would expect their 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 renewals to be pretty healthy. It would be. It, it's one thing that doesn't always get. Um look back on but i mean it was it was noted at the time that when this was getting up off the ground when in theory the bucks had i think a lot of leverage to get this thing going uh, especially when you didn't have a cm punk on board uh, the bucks were very very key uh, to tony khan's vision but none of the talent that were involved in that got any kind of stake in the company it's like they are contracted performers but they don't have any kind of ownership stake but that to me was that was like a very interesting note at the time. Yeah. Hey, just a note. Uh, thank you to Jake in the chat room right now, and thank you to everybody for joining us. But Jake reminds us that tonight's rampage is Tate. So on commentary will be, will be Excalibur, Taz, Ricky Starks, and Chris Jericho, as the show is taped on Wednesday. So we will find out uh, about um, the new team, I suppose, next Wednesday. Moving on, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, GCW because uh, Eddie Kingston and the Briscoes have been added to the Hammerstein Ballroom Show on January 23rd. And as of this morning, the show is sold out. So they have scaled the venue for just over 2,000 people to be able to attend. So it will be the most attended show uh, for, for a pro wrestling event because of how they've been able to scale the building. And this is so we have we have cleared the the live event uh, barrier for this show, which I doesn't come as a giant surprise to me. And now the question will be how how well this can do on on pay per view or on fight. I think that this is going to threaten, if not be, their most purchased show of all time. 
I think so. I think simply the venue itself. I mean, the if there's anything we we can, I think almost like guaranteed to see from um, uh, GCW is incredible promotion, incredible production, especially for a a, a, a promotion of their size from people such as Giancarlo, uh, who already created that wonderful teaser to tease the Hammerstein show. Um, which already set the tone of how historic this show is for the company, which is a big mover when it comes to moving tickets, like shows that are going to be viewed as significant uh, historically. And that that promo piece was brilliant. And I think that told everybody this is our biggest show we have ever run. Completely. Yeah. So now you see this, you know, not, now it's now we wait to see what the card is going to look like. And, you know, somebody like Eddie Kingston, I think very much kind of fills the void that, you know, John Moxley left. Um, Moxley, I think probably unlikely to appear at the show. He is the current champion. What, what do you think is, what's a headliner knowing, you know, so many of the pieces that are on the table right now? Well, they've got, uh, Ricky Morton on this card. Um, Nick God knows Gage, how, Ricky Morton. All right. I mean, there you go. I mean, Nick Gage has to be in a very uh, prominent spot. I think that really underscores the success is the fact that they did all of this without any matches announced. They mm-hmm. they've had talent announcements, but no matches at all. And I think it's going to be the matches that's going to obviously affect the the pay per view number. But I I just see this being a very big moment for GCW, and I am. Ex- I think that's one of the early stories to watch of 2022 is how we are viewing GCW a year from now and what this year provides them where it's going to be a very different landscape um, after final battle and into the new year. And GCW finds himself in that interesting position where it's almost like they're at this point now where they're too big to be small, but still too small to be considered, you know, WWE or AEW level, but they're in this interesting spot that they have carved out for themselves. So I, I just find it a really fascinating story to watch. And this show is kind of putting a spotlight on that story. Absolutely. Very exciting. Um, it's a show we'll all be covering that week of. Way, we go to our daily update on the Triple Mania Monterey card on December the 4th. The fifth and final man has been revealed for the vacant mega championship match. Bandito joins Bobby Fish. Jay Lethal, Samurai Del Sol, and El Hio Del Vikingo as they will battle for the vacant championship. Um, Bandito's name had been uh, talked about, uh, expected for this this role, and officially announced on Friday. Now, what is interesting about this, um, including in his promo, as he displays right there, he is the current ROH champion and will be so when this match takes place one week before his final battle match with Jonathan Gresham. So, uh, lo- looking at this, I mean, that's Bandito right there letting you know about uh, all of these upcoming dates <laughs> he's got. But I would say, lo- looking at this match on paper, I think that Vikingo and Bandito in this match, that that's a very uh, appealing interaction involving those two. Um, how does this look on paper, T-Way, with all five involved here? I think it looks good. Let me just say, you know, on the topic of promotion, I think they've done a great job of rolling these out every single day. Um, it's, you know, it, it feels like it's been a full, full cycle of us like doing these shows and talking about this match once a day. And I think on paper, it's not like it's it's a it's a it's a match that like I, you know, is so incredible that like people that I'll be recommending like right off the bat, but. Nonetheless, like they're all incredibly solid to really great. And ultimately, I think what you're looking for is just like somebody to a great match that you can sell on paper 
where you can at the end of it crown Vikingo as your champion, like you're probably going to do anyway. Um, so as long as you have the promise of like you know really good good wrestling, and I think you have the bodies to do it, it's it, the interest will be there. Will the interest be there for a price tag though? I'm not sure. That's a question. It's it's 19.99 on Fight TV on that Saturday night, and I guess it's not too crowded of a weekend. They're going up a, against a UFC event, but it is not the uh, not the most uh, difficult weekend to to draw from. But I guess this is going to be a bit of a litmus test of where is the general interest level for uh, AAA outside of Mexico that has gone through yeah a, a series of shows where you have you have had to. Uh, rely on Lucha blog to keep up with, with the major shows. And uh, this is an event that I think it, it'll, it, it'll give you a sense of are, is there enough people that are going to stop by and check in on, on triple a with what they've got. It's, it's an attractive card on paper. I don't know if it's going to necessarily uh, stop what everyone's doing on that Saturday night, but nonetheless, it's, it's going to answer that question for Can us. Can you explain to me like what, like the, the, what I, what people would actually be paying for? Like you, did you mention the split in the matches that are actually so, going to be broadcast? Yeah. So uh, Lucha blog had reported that the top four matches of the eight are going to be part of the fight TV broadcast. I did contact fight TV and they got back to me and it didn't seem like they had that officially uh, finalized yet. And we're going to follow up with me. So that's kind of where it stands. But as Lucha blog had reported that the top four matches were going to air on fight because the other matches have to air on space in Mexico the week later. So that would be the thought process. So it could very well be a case where the entire card is not part of the fight TV broadcast, but I guess that is still to be confirmed. Okay. I guess we'll update people on that, but it would include obviously the the mega championship match and the Cain Velasquez match, as well as uh, the Lucha brothers match. That would probably be the key attractions. Everyone is buying the show for against FTR. Yeah. Against FTR. That is right. So SmackDown, we mentioned earlier from Greensboro tonight, it, Sounds like the show is going to be built around uh, creating the new challenger or the next challenger for Roman Reigns and what will come out of that. Uh, where, do, where do you think they, they go with, with Roman Reigns? It would seem like your options are Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy. Drew or Jeff Hardy? Uh, yeah, I mean, Drew almost feels a little bit early. That feels like it's the big one. But at the same time, it's not like he's got much going on right now. And I think you're pretty much on the cusp of, um, well, you got to build a day one. So, um, today's day Hardy. one of the build. Does Jeff Hardy feel hot enough? You know, I guess he was, a you know, the, the reactions for him have been up. tremendous, especially these last, uh, this last month or so they've been very hot, even though I have not seen him pushed it. It wasn't all that long ago that he was playing the geek that was scared off by Brock Lesnar backstage. But right. I mean, he did go right till the end against Rollins, which I guess is as much of a, of an anointment as you're going to get for, uh, Jeff Hardy. I yeah. could see that like it's a short term program that you're, you don't have to worry about the audience getting behind Jeff Hardy. Um, I, again, I don't know if it's really one that uh, like we're, we're going to build another cycle around somebody that is not our future, but is a star to the audience, at least. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe for day one, you do Jeff Hardy and then you save Drew for the, the stadium show for the Rumble. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is not that far off either. Uh, the rest of the card, uh, Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy will be teaming up against Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. And then we've got Cesaro taking on Ridge Holland. Um, mm-hmm. How many of these matches do you think we see tonight? 
I think at least two out of three. Yeah. SmackDown t- typically has a better track record than, than Raw when it comes to announcing matches ahead of time that get delivered. Yeah, sorry. T- only two have been announced. Two matches announced, yes. Okay, I think we get all two. I think there's a good chance. We will, we will find out. Uh, but that is SmackDown in Greensboro coming off the Survivor Series. Rampage, on the other hand, features Eddie Kingston against Daniel Garcia. Again, these were taped on Wednesday night. Britt Baker against Riho in a Black Friday deal match where if Rio wins, she gets a future title shot against Baker, and then Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta against Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. This yeah. feels like a kind of um, an average rampage on, on paper. Sure, yeah. Like good, I, if, good quality, but nothing that I think is going to uh, upset your, your kind of viewership range that rampage has settled into. Yeah, again, you know, in terms of like must-see value, I don't know if this show has that, but I think in terms of quality, I very much look forward as much as I might, you know, lament Chicago getting so much of of the great shows um coming up. I I do think their crowds are fantastic and I look forward to seeing another taped hour with in front of that crowd. Um I'm you know, I I love watching Cole and Fish together. I think Eddie Kingston in that venue is going to be electric and Britt Baker versus Riho, I think, will always be a solid match. When you sit down to watch Rampage, do you go in uh, having read the results and what happens, or do you just stay away from it and watch it fresh? I watch it fresh. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I do the opposite, so I don't know if it really plays any effect, but that's just interesting to know going in. It doesn't really. Like, I mean, I can pretty much predict all the winners for all these matches anyway, um, but it just adds a little bit of something. What's uh, what are you doing this weekend? This weekend, I'm going to um, play chauffeur for uh, for my wife. Oh, um, as I take her to various appointments in the city. Not not very exciting. What about you? Um, I've got to uh, our our uh, laundry machine broke, so we are in the process of getting a new one, and it is. Um, I want to take a sledgehammer to this. How are you going to do uh, that? Do you, do you have movers? Uh, we have a uh, an uncle that specializes in this that we are completely relying on, and you're gonna you, you're gonna be lifting this out of your basement. So here is the process: we have to disconnect the current one, which is was installed in such a way from these past owners of this home that it was just designed for. I can't wait till the people that buy this house have to replace this because boys, the joke on them. It's a disaster. So we have to get rid of it or disconnect on Saturday. Then the new one arrives next Saturday. So we're, we've been without laundry for this period of time. Uh, and then install next weekend, which sounds like it is going to be the good luck. Is Can't you find people to do, to do all of that for you? Like, why do you have to do it? Uh, it's not so much that I'm doing it. Uh, I mean... We have an electrician coming to, to do it and such, but it is <laughs> like they'll help you install the machine. Um, yes. OK. OK. So the problem is getting this machine there and whether this is going to fit into the old spot. And until we have the new machine, it's it's kind of trial and error. Oh, OK. Which, you can what you can't measure. Uh, I, I don't want to go into all of this. It's 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 been an ordeal. <laughs> that's all. If you want to volunteer way. By, by I do all not. Means, you're welcome to come over. I absolutely uh, do not. But that's what's going on. So there you go. It's uh, it's not the craziest weekend uh, coming up. There is no MMA this weekend outside of this Triller Triad contraption 
that they have come up with that is going to be live fights followed by an entire set by Metallica. Yeah. Doing like a 75-minute Metallica set afterwards. Uh, okay. They're guaranteed one buy from Eric Marcotte, but beyond that, I um, good luck to Triller. All the best. It seems that... Um, uh, what was what was the old saying from Robin Williams that cocaine was God's way of saying you have too much money? Whatever the equivalent of that is, that's Triller. And uh, we're talking about it now, so why not? Sure, they're, they're getting no value out of you and I talking about this way. This is that is not an. an, an Someone's going to want to pay for a boxing match slash Metallica concert. Out How there. much does a Metallica concert cost for Triller in 2021? Like that's that's got to be uh, immediately we're operating in the red. There's no way that we can possibly uh, spend enough or, or make back for a Metallica concert kidding even me? if they just play off of like saint anger i bet lars is getting our percentage you kidding me like the way he negotiates absolutely i mean you know just even a ticket to a metallica concert period is is like in the hundreds so i i can't imagine what a pay-per-view broadcast would be but maybe one of the fighters will come out dressed as the napster mouse a napster mouse okay interesting that's a very dated reference now all of a sudden it's a 20, 20 years year old reference yeah. oh at least at least i think 2001 i was already on to uh kazaa yeah yeah lime limewire you ever use that i i i used limewire but i i seem to i went from napster to kazaa that seemed to be my big jump and limewire i never really engaged in at that point i was like man this is way too much work and and my my conscience as well kind of got to me i was like there 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 definitely is way too much benefit and i'm giving nothing to all of this music that i'm listening to mm-hmm. yeah well um, so on that note uh <laughs> to the feds or whoever's uh out there uh that is all for us signing off we're back tonight 11 15 eastern the show could have been over five minutes ago but hey mm-hmm. i want to know what way was doing this weekend and we got the answer and you got a peek into my world as well so thank you subscribe to the channel like this Leave us a nice comment or a bad one. Uh, that's fine, too. But we, we like people that are at least uh, constructive with their comments or uplifting. That is correct. And, and I want to say hello to everybody in the chat room. It's a busy, busy, busy time. One o'clock in the afternoon on uh, weekdays here. So hello to, I believe this is John Pine. What's up, John Pine? Brandon from New Jersey, of course. He, the man never sleeps. He's always a... Uh, Always doing something. Jason Hagholm, how's it going? Ariel, 249, Colin Keith, Brad, the archivist is in here as well. Professor Kevin, I, be- I believe, or maybe this is just Kevin. I can't, I can't really tell. Um, Jamie Stalker, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, uh, Jamie Stalker. Names. Man, that sounds like a new character on NXT. <laughs> Jamie Stalker. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Be like uh, Harlan's uh, girlfriend or something. Harlan's girlfriend? You know, Harland, the no. Parker Boudreaux character that's uh, with Joe Gacy. Oh, that guy. Yes. yes yeah. Yeah. Yes, Harland. Okay. Got it. Okay. On that note, goodbye. We'll speak with you tonight. 11.15 Eastern for all patrons with Rewind to SmackDown. Have a wonderful weekend. And we're back here Monday, live, 1 p.m. Eastern. Bookmark it.